last time on Join the Party. Am I promoting winter holiday creep by singing these songs in November? But we have a winter D&D campaign. There needs to be like an excuse for that. Oh, okay, fine. What happened on Join the Party was our merry band of powered folk braved the blizzard and made their way to the Modernism Museum to save Lucas and turn the power back onto the city. Along the way, they had their car bit into by the Giga Bear, slowly inched around what seemed to be the Giga Bear in a different car, cleared a traffic stop and got in the face of Emily Slaughter and the upcountry keepers, and saved a snowbound citizen all for the ground. At the museum, Milo threw off his costume to convince Lucas that he had no idea what was going on, while Aggie and Val, aka Preserver and Volcani, square up against the Giga Bear, who burst into the museum with anger and abandon. Welcome to the season finale of Join Me Outside. Let's get the party started. I don't know if you've been in a city during a blackout, but it is the absence of light that freaks you out. You spend so much time seeing lights, trying to use blinds to block it out when you're trying to sleep. The random street light that comes on that goes right in between the cracks in those blinds that goes right in your eye when you're trying to sleep. But in a city, when there's a blackout, it's just nothing. And darkness is the absence of light. I mean, that's just a science thing. I love science. We all love science. We know that. So, But it's strange. You feel the fact that there's nothing there. And in a blizzard, on top of that, you don't hear anything other than the whip of the wind cutting through every single snowflake like it's a shuriken in the sky. Unfortunately for Milo, Val, and Aggie, or... Volcani, the Preserver, and Milo. <laughs> you also hear the growl of a 10-foot bear stepping towards you with the jacket of your beloved science mentor slash teacher slash mayor in its claw. Let's roll for initiative. Uh, oh. uh, Milo is Milo, so he can't roll for initiative because he's out of the fight, so he's going to sit this one out. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. I rolled a seven. Wonderful. I got a dirty 20. Ooh. Dirty 20. A nasty, nasty 20. 20. Aw, Julia. Jeez. <laughs> Companions from the cradle. <laughs> uh, your boy got a 17 plus two for a 19. Wonderful. All right, cool. This is boating well (laughs) for everyone but Val. It's not good when I roll well, Julia. That's not Mm -hmm. a good sign. Mm -hmm. You don't want Brandon to start because there's a cascade of effects. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's absolutely true. (laughs) All right, incredible. All right, so Aggie, you are starting. Right now, uh, Volcani and the Preserver, you're right in front of Dr. Morrow's office. Uh, Milo is currently phasing through the door using gaseous form or going ghost, as it's colloquially known. You are face to face with the bear itself. To your right is the break room where Lucas is theoretically 
uh, if he was a smart and obedient lad. And he is. And he is, right, taking shelter. Um, There's also the offices that Milo and Lucas work at and the door from the alley that uh, you came in from on your left. Between you and the bear is a door leading to the main area of the museum where you would have, like, your first floor exhibits just like the general stuff like this is where the giant t-rex skeleton goes (laughs) but not like the oh look at all this pyrite it's like (laughs) oh here's like some stuff to introduce mumbafuka so uh you're going for (laughs) every time it just gets worse (laughs) no this that's what it is this time (laughs) and yeah that is the orientation you're first so right now the bear is bearing no pun intended bearing down on you (laughs) it is growling and getting seriously close to a danger that you do not want a massive bear that is angry at you being that close to you. Yeah, so I'm going to take off my very sharp hat and throw it at the bear. This is the flavor version of darts, so I'm going to make a attack. Yeah, do it. Does a 24 hit. Yeah, that hits. I got uh, f- only four points of damage. Jeez. <laughs> All right, and then I'll do my second attack. Yep. Does a 15 hit. A 15 does not hit. Mm. Means. That's all right. That's four points of damage. I do like that you're you're keeping your distance still. They're like, oh, yeah. In in the in the forest, if you were in the forest, you keep your distance from bear. Do I have the sense that there is something magical happening on this bear, or is this bear a either natural or like bred predator? Interesting. Yeah. Roll roll a nature check for me. Is it a science bear or a regular bear? <laughs> Thank it's you. a bear wearing glasses. <laughs> I got an 11. Okay, so let's go off of the stuff that Val discovered before. When you looked at the bear the first time, the one that munched your truck, and the bear that was standing in the road in your new car that you were driving around, those two bears are exactly the same. Those were the same bears. Yeah. This bear is larger than the normal size of a black bear in upstate New York. You also don't know it to be this aggressive towards people. Cool. Especially if Dr. Morrow was blasting off with her super-powered rocket skis. Why would it chase her? And then why is it here now if it hurt Dr. Morrow with the jacket in its claw? Like, what is it? What's happening here? Yeah, but it seems like this is just that this bear itself is like a different kind of creature, not like somebody has enchanted a... Regular bear. I think with a na- with an eleven nature check, you just like this. What is going on with this bear? <laughs> Fair this enough. bear's motivation. This bear has some strange motivations right now. It's Doctor Morrow, and it hasn't acted yet. So I think that although you hit it, and I think that you like take your hat off and toss it at the bear like a fris like a dangerous frisbee, and it like blocks it nearly with it with its hands, and uh, it cuts it for four damage, which is not a lot to a giant bear. It's not even trying to attack you. It's just, like, pissed. Like, it hasn't acted yet, but it's, like, it's just angry. Do we think it had some, like, childhood trauma that's not that's gone untreated, you know? Milo, we're going to have to figure that out on your turn. Okay. <laughs> and then just to wrap up in true Amanda in D&D style, I'm just going to say to the pair, um, did we do something wrong? Can I help you? Let's <laughs> 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 talk about your emotional trauma, bear. <laughs> If we have something you want, just tell us. I know you're a bear and all, but like, point. It's, it just roars in your face uh, okay. again. All right. 
All right, let's go to Milo. It is your turn. So I think that since this happened right before initiative, unless you want to stay in Gash's form, you can just pop out of it and you can be a regular person. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. So you're a regular person now standing in Dr. Morrow's office. Dr. Morrow's office, as you can imagine, is an eclectic mix of lots of stuff. Like there's a chandelier in there, but (laughs) it also, she has like a, there's like a White House style desk in there and there's a chandelier, but also there's like a lawn, there's lawn furniture in in there and there's um, a holographic window, which is currently looking out into a very sunny sky. These are some choices that Dr. Morrow made. All right. (laughs) Can I use investigation to see if I find the emergency turn on the power to the city switch? Yeah, go ahead. You know she would have a giant emergency turn on the power to the city switch. I know. I mean, if you had the the ability to do that, why would you not? Well, that's a three. Okay. Um, With a three, you're looking for a switch, and there's no giant turn on the city power switch. She has a bookshelf, and you throw open all the books, and there's no, like, secret switch in there. You look under her desk, there's no switch. Uh, There's none of that. Hmm. It wouldn't be magic, right? It would just be a normal switch. Yeah, Dr. Morrow doesn't deal in, like, magic magic. Right. Like, this is not a power, it's not a superpower switch, it's just, like, a big science switch. Yeah, I don't have detect science, so. (laughs) (laughs) If you do detect magic, I'll let you do it. Yeah, yeah, If that's what you want to do for your action. Okay, yeah. I'm going to use detect magic, parentheses, science magic. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Science is magic when you think about it, guys. It is, it really is. uh, What's your detect magic look like? I think... Nothing changes actually in the real world, but Milo's vision sort of like inverts in colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Love cool. it. Everything goes like grayscale except for the, if there is a magical item or a science item, except for that. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that there is, um, looking at her desk in the bottom left drawer in the big presidential desk, you see that there is a box that has like a few scattered magical slash science items in it. I'm going to rip open that drawer and open the box. Yeah, I think in that drawer you see that there is a like an army style lunch pail. It's just like that <laughs> army green with the latch on it and you throw it open and you see that there's a key ring that has, you, you know like a clicker on a car? There are three of those and one is tagged red, one is tagged yellow and one is tagged blue. Eric, why do you do this to us? Also inside of the lockbox there is a locket um, it's more, it's a simple locket. It's ovular, not ornate. It's very, very simple on a simple gold chain. And there is a ID card for the Office of Technology Assessment. Oh, shit. That says uh, Cassandra <laughs> Morrow. Uh, it was issued in 1985. Ooh. And Dr. Morrow looks the same. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll do it's it. It's almost like the gray streak in her hair is like a little less pronounced. But other than that, she looks exactly the same. I just look at the card and I'm like, dang, all right. Still looking good. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, I'm gonna. We'll come back to you, Milo. I think that with all that stuff, that is your turn. Um, Eric. Before we move on, that was a spell that I just cast. Thank you. All right, roll on it. Let's. We're shooting for not a five, not oh, a five geez. or below. Well, that's a three. <laughs> let's yes! go. Yay! All right, let's reset you, Brando. Okay. And uh, let's have uh, Amanda while Brandon's resetting. Why don't you roll a one d ten for me? Oh, okay. Seven. Here come the hehehehes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that better or worse than the hehehe? <laughs> Brandon, wow. please roll a 1d10 for me. Uh-oh. Ten. 
okay. So I like the idea that your vision still stays in grayscale. It's like you you have your sunglasses on inside and it doesn't <laughs> adjust yet. So while you're you maybe you keep this vision on for a little while longer while you're looking over these keychain, and then you see that the hand in the middle of your chest. If you were looking at heat vision and then like a creature comes into the frame and all of a sudden it's like red and green and yellow and like, what is this? I can't, I can't tell it's a cat, but it's definitely hot. So then the, the arm in your chest reaches out and it's also looking, it's also like scanning for things. And then it twists its wrist like it's grabbing something and closes its hand. And Milo, you heal for up to 40 points of damage. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, good. That is helpful. So I assume this fills you up all the way, right? Yes, it does. I'm up to All right, so you're back. Um, You also see that as you you feel energized, it's like the hand is grabbing something out of the air, and you see like little pulls of spirit coming from uh, various directions around the room. And Aggie and Val, man, I don't know if you were outside for too long, but you just like... Or it's like the energy, uh, the adrenaline is coming out of there. You bastard. Bastard. And a Val and Aggie, each of you take 10 points of necrotic damage. Oh, delicious. It's really hard doing athletic stuff in the cold, I guess. Does the bear also take necrotic damage? Um, I think so. Roll an Arcana check for that, bud. <laughs> Fuck. Six. Jesus. I don't. Oh. Man, that bear's strong, huh? <laughs> this really is the attitude with which I approach nature. I'm just like, man, that duck's majestic. Man, that squirrel's <laughs> doing its thing. Man, that bird is so cool. Man, that squirrel is really strong. <laughs> that yeah. squirrel is just kicking so many butts. It's, it's, like it's running up. It's Amazing. wild. All right. It is now the bear's turn. Yeah, it feels right. Eric, can we just skip this part? So the bear is going to rumble forward and it roars at Preserver <laughs> when you ask if it's doing okay. And it's going to bite you. 22 that hits but it's a love bite so it's just like a really nice it's just a really heals the preserver okay you take uh 13 points of damage i have seven hit points family right preserver you're also stuck in the bear's mouth you are currently grappled so it has you okay like it's carrying a sorry (laughs) it is like it has you in its mouth but then it doesn't approach volcani it turns to its left and is looking at the wall in between it and the main area. And it starts swiping at it with its claws. Massive bear paws and claws. All right. With the preserver in, in its mouth, it turns to its left and just slams into the wall, one with one paw and one into the other paw. And it just bursts a hole into the main area, into the lobby on the first floor. Uh, Hey, Aggie, you know that's probably bad for buildings. It is. A building like this would have a lot of structural support and probably just a partition wall for the hallway would not be like structurally important, but it's not good. It's it's not good. It's not good. it's It's not good. Do do with that information what you will. I'm currently in a bear mouth with 7 HP, so I will file it away for later (laughs) contemplation. Yeah, and the bear then takes a step through the hole it just made in the wall and uh, runs into... Does the bear gallop? Gallops into the main area. Volcani, you see the door to the break room open, and you see Lucas pokes his head out. Lucas. And he says, hey, uh, just want to check in. (laughs) <laughs> was that an was that an explosion? What was was 
All right, is everything okay? It was a giant bear. Why don't you go back into the break room? Oh, it was a giant bear. Okay. <laughs> and Lucas closes the door. Great. Barricade <laughs> yourself in there. Put up like chairs and stuff. If you're able to move the soda machine, maybe put it in front of the door. Uh, Lucas says, I'm not able to move the soda machine, but I can throw all of these plastic chairs in front of the door. Great. It's probably not going to do much, but it'll do something. I'll do so. Okay. Thank you. All right. We are now on Volcani. So this thing's like looking for something. Otherwise, it would have attacked me. Blood. Well, thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I should probably get you out of its mouth, huh, Amanda? That would be great. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go, and I think rather than taking my attack actions, I think I'm going to try and just like pry the bear's mouth open. Hell yeah. Cool. Bonus action to go into a rage, and then I will do that. Wonderful. So yeah, you're going to follow it into the main area? Yes. So as you run in the main area, it sounds like they're gearing up for some sort of anniversary for Dr. Morrow. There's a banner that says, happy, and then big space, anniversary, Dr. Morrow. <laughs> Morrowversary. It's a Morrowversary. They, they need to change that banner. It seems like there are some interactive displays here and also very flashy ones. So there's like a replica of the city right in the middle that's like, one hundredth of the size. I know that that's not actually what it is, but like it's like one thousandth of the size. There's also like a giant sandbox, and it seems like there's this big like hive looking thing over to the left. Can I make an investigation check to see if the bear is looking to get the honey out of the hive? It is not. It's not an actual beehive. The bear doesn't know that. The bear's intelligence probably isn't that high. If you want to, if you want to do an investigation check to see what the, if the bear is looking for something, you can. Yeah, it's not going to cost me anything. It's a free action. <laughs> well, it's technically a zero. Well, that bear thinks that hive is full of honey, so it must be going after the hive. Okay, makes sense. Thank you. All right, I'm going to just try to uh, pry open those bear jaws like a circus performer. I love that. All right, so I guess we're going to do a strength competition against each other. Cool. I get advantage on those. Uh oh, for me. Eight. All right, here we go. Okay, so I rolled a 19, but then I rolled a 17 plus 6, so a 23. Great, yeah. Volcani gets their lava gauntlets in between the bear's jaws, and you're pulling at it to let the, first, ah. to let the preserver out. <laughs> and you open it enough that the preserver uh, is able to slip out, and uh, you tumble to the floor. Uh, Amanda, you're no longer grappled, and I think that you you have your hands on the bear right now. Julia, so you can do whatever you like. Can I take a attack then? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, great. Awesome. So that's an 18 plus... Yeah, that hits. Six. That hits. Yeah, okay. Great, great, great. Uh, so let me roll my 2d6s. Okay, so it's 7 plus 2 is 9 plus 3 is 12. Bang. All right, yeah, 12. Bang. I like the idea of maybe there's still some hot heat left in the gauntlets and you're scorching the bear's face. Yeah. Oh. I feel a little bad, but not that bad. It growls and tries to swipe at you with its big bear bear claws because it does not like having a hot face. Hey, don't eat my friend. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that. All right. Uh, at the bottom of the initiative, you hear banging on the front door of the museum. Quinn, no, Quinn. <laughs> Bang is like... The bang, 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 bang. I got a really good spot with the car. 
I mean, that is a good parking job. Quinn, it's dangerous. That's not what we meant. And you hear. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> We're back. We are back to Aggie's turn. Okay. First, as I tumble out of the bear's mouth, I'm going to kind of like clutch my own sides, like I have a stitch, and have little orange kind of sparkles come out of my fingers as I heal myself. Incredible. So cute. Glitter heal. Oh, six. So I got twelve plus two for fourteen. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Heal, baby. That's the max. Yeah. I like the idea that there was like teeth imprints from the bear having you in its mouth and now that's like and you wave your hand over and it's just like gone and then I'm going to yell so that hopefully Milo can hear me through the door as well I don't think all this wall breaking is good for you know structure so Milo figure out that switch and then Volcani we gotta get out of here but I also want to let Quinn in you can get up and go over to the door but you won't have a full action because you healed yourself unless I mean opening a door is a free action right well it's if it's a normal door, I think it's a free action. Yeah. It is normal door. Yes, it is normal door. Okay. Yeah, you can still have your movement. So you can get up and just open the door. It's just the front door to a museum. Yeah, what, now that I am no longer bleeding from the sides, I am just going to get up, uh, stumble a few feet forward, and unlock the deadbolts to open the door and say, Quinn, just just come in. No, I got it. Thump, thump, thump. <laughs> this building might be going down, and there's a giant bear inside. FYI. Oh, hell yeah. Thump, thump, thump. Can you rescue our friend Lucas from the break room? Uh, yeah, where's the break room? Uh, back middle. Got it. It's the end of the hallway when you come in the side door. I heard you the first time. I got it. He's fine. I got it. Goes, That's a good mission to give her. Excellent job. Thanks, Volcani. I whisper as I then slump against the door. <laughs> Incredible. All right, well, it is now Milo's turn. So you are now holding the key ring with the three key fobs, one red, one yellow, one blue. You also have the locket and the ID card, which are still in the lockbox. How far am I from the bear? Uh, the bear is pretty far from you. I mean, you're all the way in the back of the museum, and this is all the way in the front. So enough that like, when you go back to your offices, you're not worried about going, oh, everyone's the worst, and people hearing you in the main area, <laughs> if you were at your office, for example. I would know what's in the main area, right? Like what little exhibit things? Uh, yes, you would. What's in there? Non-like temporary stuff from the anniversary. Uh, make a history check for me. 10? Okay. With a 10, you know that there's the big replica of the city in there, which is cool because it has like working electricity and stuff, which is really cool. There's also a bigger version of the, do you remember back in Dr. Morrow's office, she called it the golem box. It looked like a little sandbox and you were able to shape things out of the sandbox. Mm -hmm. um, there's now like a bigger version of that, which is really cool. And mm. the big fly Jeff Goldblum thing that you saw the ghost in, mm -hmm. you thought it was going to get put out there, but you're not sure if it is actually in there or it's still in storage, which is the storage room, uh, which is to the right of the museum. Julie just made the most fantastic face. Hey, uh, I don't think Val has seen the fly, so I would describe that as a beehive. Would there be any equivalent of, like, dinosaur bones in this museum? No. Are you going to try to reanimate a dinosaur? Absolutely. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me roll on that. Roll a luck check to see if there's a dinosaur in the museum somewhere. Like, maybe there's, like, a robot or something that, like, 
mm. like an early version of a robot that Dr. Morrow made, or maybe there's like yeah, no, that's a great idea. No, that's a really interesting idea. So there wouldn't be any organic material, no, right. because this is a, it's not a natural history museum. But if you are putting out things from Dr. Morrow's just general time, so if you looked in this maybe in the storage area, there would be some old uh, robot stuff that she was getting into. There was a whole thing in her biography that she got like super into robots when the movie I Robot came out. And she's like, that's not how it works. And she had to, she was trying to prove that. So there might be some stuff in the storage area for sure. Would I be within 40 feet, 30 to 40 feet of the storage room if I just ran there? Um, yeah, if you ran around. if you ran around. Cause yeah. it's the one that's right next door to where you are currently. Yes, right? it, is the, it is the room that's right next to you. Okay, so I think what I'm going to do is I, I think Milo at this point hears Aggie yelling at him and everyone to like get out. And I think he's realizing that they're in danger. So I'm going to run from Dr. Morrow's office to the storage room and uh, look for the robot. Any like big bulky robot. Okay. So you you throw open the door to, my, to Dr. Morrow's office. And you, you run by and you go into the storage room. Uh, in the storage room, there's a bunch of just like random junk in there. Things that you were going to put out there but didn't work. It's kind of just like also the, the place where all of the employees store stuff that they don't want to deal with and put downstairs. Because there's also heavy stuff in there. It's like a pile of Lucas's Switch cartridge boxes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Lucas orders all of his Amazon boxes. A lot of too. Joy-Cons that, uh, that got sent to the graveyard. Things that Lucas was supposed to mail and then just put in the storage room. <laughs> <laughs> so in there, you do see that there's this like bulky and blocky robot. It's like a child drew a <laughs> robot but this came to life. It's just built out of rectangles. So it's like the torso is rectangular. There are like little buttons on it that's rectangular. Its head is square with like rectangular eyes and a little mouth and little claw grip hands and uh, like very rigid. Like there are no knees on these legs. <laughs> and like the feet are like, oh, I can't draw feet. Let me just put a box on there. So it's just this blocky robot that's currently powered down and uh, still has a smile plastered on its face. Also in there, you see that there's the Jeff Goldblum hive thing that you uh, thought was going to get put out, but I guess it just didn't happen yet. The one hmm. the spirit was in? The one that the ghost was in, correct. Ooh. Well, I think that's interesting, but Milo wouldn't because he'd be like, oh, they just didn't put it out yet. But I am going to cast Animate Dead on this robot friend. Incredible. Yes. All right, yeah, let me bring up zombie stats and let's do it. So... Milo cast the spell, and if you were in the room with Milo, you would see a soul, like a black, purple, and dark green sort of soul float from his chest into the robot friend, and it comes to life. Incredible. All right, yeah, for those of you playing at home, we're going to turn this robot, the stats of it is just regular zombie, but the robot whirs to life. It goes, doo 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 doo. Hello, I am your good friend, Beep Boop. That's my name. Do you want to learn about robots? I always thought robots didn't go beep boop. That's weird. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to learn about robots, but can you go fight the bear out there, please? Oh, hello, friend. Can you please point me in the direction of the bear? Yeah, so if you go um, straight and then you'll see a big hole in the wall, go through that hole and then you'll see the bear. And uh, you don't have to, like, kill it. Please don't kill it. But, like, try to, like, restrain it or... or um, at least, like, quiet it somehow. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll work on it. After that, we'll talk about how Dr. Morrow 
really invented the three laws of robotics. <laughs> and, Isaac, and Isaac Asimov is a big cheater. And the secret fourth law. <laughs> the secret fourth law is be cool. <laughs> the, nice. uh, roll initiative for the for the robot, Brando? For your good friend, Beep Boop? Uh, is there any additions to it or just straight? Uh, it's negative two. Negative, <laughs> negative two. Extras at all. Uh, it's 15. My legs don't have knees. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say that's your action. Are you carrying the lockbox? Yeah, yeah. Everything in the room I just took with me. Cool. All right, it is the bear's turn now. It is going to attack uh, our good friend Volcani with its mm. big uh, mouth because it did not like having singed face. It checks out. I assume a 26 hits. Mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yep. Uh, you take 10 points of piercing damage, which I assume is halved. Yes. Uh, and now you are now caught in the in the jaws of the bear. The bear now has you by the sh- by your leather jacket and is dragging you along. Okay. It runs to the far wall, which is behind the hive thing, and it is going to smash at that wall now. By the stairs. This is the wall in between uh, this main area and the break room. Oh God, Lucas! And let's do a contest, Val. A strength okay. contest. All right. Thank God for advantage. Uh, 15 plus six for 21. All right. I got 17 plus six. So here's what happens. So (laughs) this bear jaws you and grabs you in its giant mouth. It smells terrible. You feel its hot breath go running down your the nape of your neck as it's like separating its your jacket from your body how dare you and it runs over to the wall in between here and the break room and first you try to smash it with its hands uh with its claws and its paws and it doesn't really seem like it's doing the job so instead it smashes you it Ow. whips its uh neck back throws you against the wall and you Ow. burst through the wall now with the rubble and dust surrounding you uh and you are covered in now chairs and looking up at Lucas who says I didn't I was just blocking the door I didn't know I had to go block the other walls too <laughs> yeah well neither did I ow um, and Val, you take another uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage, but you can have that to seven. Not doing too hot, guys. Not doing too hot. Hey, Aggie, two walls have been destroyed. That sounds manageable in this setting. <laughs> it's now the robot's turn. The robot <laughs> then, like does a salute to Milo and then starts like straight-leggedly trying to run <laughs> towards the bear. Milo, you see it uh, run towards the hole in the wall, and uh, it's about to jump through. And then you see, like, something zooms into its field of vision and, like, hits it in the head. What? No. It's like a a, a child being hit by a drone. Oh, you know that common occurrence <laughs> when a child gets hit by a drone? You should be watching more YouTube videos. It happens more than you think it does. <laughs> and Milo, you're looking at this thing, and it's perfectly round. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of a bomb from the Mario series, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's this perfectly round, but has these like very vacant, drawn-on eyes and Shit. very cartoonish feet. But there's very detailed dragon wings. It has like veins and stuff in it. It's like someone spent a little bit too much time on the wings and not enough on the body. <laughs> and not enough of the eyes and the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like It's like, I want to make this a circle, and I also wanted to have sick wings. <laughs> so it flies right into the robot, and the robot's like, danger, danger, drone in area, everyone fall public. Please move out of the way. 
and then this flying drone thing is just slamming into it. Uh, also, at this point, I went. I want uh, Aggie to make a perception check. I only got a ten, but this does fall into my efficiency of, of superpower, so I should get more detail on this perception check than average. Okay. Yeah, so I think that you hear this slam and you're looking around for it. I'll give you, yeah, if you want to use your, your superpower, you can do it. This isn't really old building. This yeah. must have been one of the first buildings that were built in Lake Town City. I don't know if it started out as a museum or like this first floor used to be like a Kiwanis Lodge or something. <laughs> and then it got like added on to as it got, this is a really old building that's been there when it was still Laketon. If four or five walls get destroyed, and I'm only with a 10, I can't tell you if it's four or five, this thing is coming down. Hey, it's Eric. Amanda made me a bunch of chili, and it's really all I can think about right now, and I really want to eat it, and it's very delicious. So I'm just giving thanks for people who make food for other people, which is kind of the core of good relationships that I find all over the place. And holidays and everything, and as we get closer to Thanksgiving, the holiday that is truly all about making tons of food for other people and being around them uh, when you can't do the latter, so at least... I hope you're cooking something really fun and weird, and maybe it's huge and delicious. I just hope that you're still doing something special. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's a vegan chili, so it has carrots, but it's still delicious. Welcome to the newest members of our Patreon crew, Kimmy, Nicola, Key, and Shelby. Thank you. As we say every episode, we could not do this without you. We literally need the Patreon to fund our jobs, and we really appreciate you. If you are not a part of our Patreon family, you should be. Today is a great day to join for as little as $5 a month on patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. You enjoy access to our thriving JTP Discord, bonus content for Campaign 1 and 2, and so much more. We even have two episodes of a totally different campaign with a game that I wrote, and it's incredible. Episode 3 is coming in December. You need to check it out. It's just five hours of silly football and silly fun. Also, if you haven't checked your Patreon in a while, please do so. We made new tiers a while ago, and if you're still on the old ones, you're not getting the rewards. So check it out at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. I am so excited to tell you about something that I wrote with Julia in a special Join the Party Spirits crossover. This is the Cool Cryptid Compendium. It is a system-neutral manual with stats and descriptions for 20 different creatures from folklore around the world. D&D is built around the idea of monster slaying, but a lot of the time, you don't want to kill the monster. You want to hang out with it. You want to ask it its hopes and dreams. Maybe it's super hot, like Mothman, and you want to seduce it. It's not always about conquering and killing, and you want to put cryptids, which you might love from spirits, into your own game. So... In the Cool Cryptid Compendium, these creatures are more strange and wondrous NPCs to dot your world. They have likes and dislikes, strengths, weaknesses, personality traits, and goals. They're complex and require more than just stabbing them with a sword. It's also incredibly beautiful. I don't know if you've seen this on our social. It was illustrated and designed by Zoe Polando Ryder. She is so incredibly talented. Also, just so go check it out at our merch store at jointhepartypod.com slash merch. Also, all of the merch is on sale because they're staggering their Black Friday sale, which is very smart. So go to the shop, try to buy something that's physical and tangible so you can get those good deals and check out the cool cryptid compendium which is all of your fun monster needs at jointhepartypod.com slash merch 
we'd love to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Awesome Dice. Great name. This is a fantastic dice shop with new sets added every month. They have dice sets, dice bags, a clearance section, and mystery boxes of dice, too. They even recommend different sets of dice for different D&D classes. So if you're someone who likes to have different sets for different characters, you need to check it out. Their core belief is that the best part of any adventure is the friends we make along the way, and the dice are pretty beautiful, too. It is the dice we buy along the way, obviously. Head on over to AwesomeDice.com and use code JOINTHEPARTY at checkout for a limited-time discount of 15% off your order. That is AwesomeDice.com, the feeling you get when you buy dice. It's awesome. AwesomeDice.com, and use the code JOINTHEPARTY. We are also sponsored this week by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with a licensed counselor through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something or think of a topic you want to cover in your next call. I know that the holidays are coming up. Maybe you are with your family. Maybe you're not with your family and it's creating consternation and maybe you're, uh, bird bone witch that you usually talk to that defines the future. It's just not working out because no one knows what the future is going to hold. So you need to get better help. So you can just text a therapist and be like, hey, my bones aren't showing me what's happening. Please help me. BetterHelp wants to make you find the best therapeutic match possible, so it's so easy and free to switch counselors if you need to. And BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling with financial aid also available. My burn bone witch does take my health insurance, but I have like a weird health insurance that I found buried in the ground on a moonlit night. You can get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That is betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash join the party. And finally, our good friends at Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Now they have full color minis too, because if you have shaky and bulbous hands, my mom says that I have hands like Snoopy, the dog from the comics, you know him, how he just has like three really big paw beans. That's uh, like my fingers, and I can't paint my minis, so this is really, really essential. And if you have big paws or not, you're still going to love the minis from HeroForge.com. Go to HeroForge.com and start designing your custom minis today, and check back often. There's new content added every single week. That is HeroForge.com. And now, back to the show. All right, uh, this is Lucas's turn. Lucas is like, uh, Volcani? I didn't catch your name. <laughs> What's your name again? It's Volcani. You got it okay. right. Okay, Volcano. Uh, what do no. I do? What do I do? <laughs> is Milo okay? Did you see Milo? Citizen Milo Lane is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, just go out into the hallway Someone is gonna come get you. Okay. A very attractive someone. Okay, I'll. Oh, Nito. All right, Leah. I'll definitely do that. Hell yeah, uh -huh. dog. Let's do that. You see him run out of the the break room and run towards the side door. Good. So Lucas runs out of the break room, and now Milo. Yeah, you see Lucas uh, is heading towards the side door, and he steps in front of the door, and he's not looking good. Either he's rattled or whatever made you feel better did some stuff. Jesus. He, he's not looking good. So he's like, 
are you, what is, are you okay? Is this a comic book? Are we in a comic book? You need to tell me if we are. Um, I, th I think we might, might be, but we also did not do a spiritual search role for my last boss. Oh, oh, Jesus, wonderful. Yeah. Brandon. I gotta play the game. Do you have homework this weekend too? <laughs> yeah, roll it. It's a six. No worries. Yeah, it's fine. All right, you're up to two. Lucas also then stops in front of you and says, Milo, I need you to be honest with me. Do you know what's going on? I mean, we're in the museum. There is apparently a bear. and Lucas punches you in the side of your arm. And he's like, Milo, you know what I mean. Do you know what's going on? What do you, what do you mean? I don't know. What? What are you referring to? Okay. And he continues towards the, the side door. Lucas will remember that. I'm going to follow after him like I have to leave the room. And we thought the stormtrooper was the yeah, biggest threat for to sure. their friendship. We'll, we'll, you, we'll make a note of that. We'll do that in your turn. Okay. Val, do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Uh, Val, you get a text message from a number you don't recognize. And it says, if you need help, say yes. If not, reply, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to count as an action if I say yes? No, that's fine. I mean, yeah. They took you back a peace emoji and then the spaghetti and meatballs emoji. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. My palms are sweating. <laughs> Milo, you see that the door to the side door is thrown open and uh, Quinn wearing her domino mask like drops down from above the door and just like lands in front of the side door. And uh, she says, okay. Who needs saving? And Lucas says, uh, oh, hey, um, I, I, if you have any time, I would really like it. We both do. Make a charisma check for me, Brandon. Oh, God. Quinn, don't say, don't say anything. <laughs> Dear God. 15 minus one for 14. Okay, that's pretty okay. good. I think Quinn, like, takes a beat, like, looks at you and is like, all right, I guess I'm saving two people today let's get out of here <laughs> and uh she leads you out into the alleyway it's not snowing anymore uh but it's still really really cold okay we hold each other tightly for warmth yes smart we weird <laughs> uh volcani let's go i'm no longer grappled because the bear threw me right yes you were no longer grappled <laughs> great i'm going to just take normal attacks on this thing let's go all right 18 plus 6. That hits. Great. Uh, 16 plus 6. Yeah, that hits. Great. 2d6 bludgeoning and then 2d6 fire. Okay. So that is 15 on the first attack, 16 on the second attack. Let's go. Yeah, what does that look like? You know in that Mission Impossible movie where the guy just kind of like cocks his fists yeah how he reloads <laughs> his fists yes. yeah absolutely it's that except they glow with fire because the fire gauntlets are on and val just kind of like hops up on one of the plastic chairs that lucas had thrown around the room and like kind of does like a superman punch down twice hell yeah dog brandon we just shouldn't attack ever i mean i'm not i'm running away like a coward yeah so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart and then I'd like to take my bonus action and do my Battle Rager armor. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's a 13 plus 6. That hits. 
Great. 1d4 piercing plus 1d6 fire plus 3 strength. Do it. All right. So it's a four. Great. Hell yeah. The six is a two. So six damage plus three. So that is a additional nine damage. Great. And that's just a like shoulder tackle into the bear with the spiked armor. Hell yeah. I love that. Which also lights on fire because I get fire damage for all my melee attacks. Nice. Incredible. I like the idea that the bear threw you through a wall. It's very super heroic. And with all like the dust and debris, you you get up and you're like, it's fire time. And then you're like, <laughs> bah, bah, we'll work on the catchphrase later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's come all the way back around and Aggie. It's your turn. So the bear is looking uh, pretty messed up. I don't, <laughs> if you're fighting a bear, it's like cut in places. It's, its fur is singed from tussling with Vulcani. It's not having a good time, but it is still visibly angry. You are now, Aggie, you're in front of the front door. Yeah, I am going to run over to the sandbox because I remember the smaller one from Dr. Morrow's house. And do I sense like power here? Like, is this a functioning model? Yeah, uh, I think you run over there. There's a little placard on it, and it says, this is the golem box. It's like a sandbox, but it's alive. Make whatever you want, and then it comes alive. But make sure it's touching the sand reservoir, or then it won't be alive anymore. It makes sense. Amazing. Dr. Morrow also wrote that placard. <laughs> Checks out. I want to crouch down and make a kind of sand sculpture in, like, vaguely the shape of a horse, like four limbs on a, like a long, strong back, like a cute little head, as if it's like a robot who's like kneeling with its hands on the floor for like a kid to ride its back. I like that. You it's know? a drawing of a horse? Yes. But the point is that I am making a support beam for the building. So I would like ideally for this golem to sort of support the upper floors of the museum by spanning that gap in the wall until the fire department can come. Like picture the golem like lays in the hole in the wall and then like raises up on its knees and hands and then its back can support that beam. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, why don't you do sleight of hand and I'll give you advantage because you know how to build a structure. 15. Yeah, you take this like it's this mud uh, and sand somewhere in between. It smells like alive, not like the beach or like dirt closer to soil how it's like something can grow here it smells like it's alive and i think you just shape it into the biggest thing that you can like you're just making a sandcastle but you need to start by just making it into a big pile of stuff eventually you get it to a pile that's nearly your size and then this pile like a one leg kicks out of the pile and another leg kicks out of the pile and uh this big mound with feet walks over to the hole in the wall that was originally made by the bear the one that connected the back room to the main area trailing this like sand mud behind it it walks over to the hole and like tries to push its whole bulk up against the sides Awesome. I am going to lay a hand on like the sand mud that remains in the box and I say thank you so much. I'm sending some reinforcements. The uh, mound like almost imperceptibly like nods at you but without a head so it just like bends a little bit at its theoretical waist <laughs> and uh, and tries to hold that wall. I'm going to have the the golem will work on Aggie's initiative and I'll roll for strength to hold it up if shit starts to break bad. Cool. Okay, and then just to end my turn, I'm going to yell to Volcani. I'm trying something with the building, but you got to get out of here. 
I'm doing my best. I gotta beat a bear first. <laughs> I have to punch a bear. You know, regular things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is texting a free action? Yeah, you can text. Okay, I am going to text one of my best friends from city council who is the city structural engineer who like approves building plans. Adorable. (laughs) I like this. We are taking Julia's real world husband. Yes. And in this world, Jake works in a Lake Town city because he was able to get better housing. So Jake and Julia live in LTC. Love it. That's true. What a a great crossover event. Incredible. I'm going to text him SOS sustained structural damage in the blizzard. Need support right now. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll see when he gets back to you for sure. You actually know it's Jake. It's immediate. Yeah, it's immediately. Immediate. <laughs> yes, I got to do an impression of Jake on this podcast. This is incredible. Don't worry. He sounds just like all of the other Italians. Uh, he says, Rip. Structural integrity. Oh, they should have fixed that thing a while ago. It's been there since 900. I'll be there. Wow. I thought Jake was in the room for a second. Mm-hmm. Staggering. Incredible. All right. Are you sure we're not married, Eric? <laughs> We might. I mean, if if all goes well with uh, Hitomi, you never know. Let's go to Milo. So Milo, you are now outside in the cold. Um, it is you, Quinn, and Lucas who are standing in the alley. And Lucas is shaken and cold. He's he's not wearing his jacket or anything. And everyone's standing outside. So and Quinn is just like, okay. So uh, I guess the the saving part. We should get out of here, huh? And she's like, she also looks at you, Milo, like. I'm like, what do we do? Can I do a, I guess, perception maybe to see if there's any, like, because we still don't know the origin of that drone yet, right? Uh, no, you don't. Can I see if there's anything, like, I don't know, maybe maybe whatever through that drone has, like, a car and parked it outside or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, do a perception check on what's going on with the, that drone. Seven plus seven for 14. Incredible. Doot, okay. Doot. Yeah, Milo, you're looking around trying to look inconspicuous, I assume. You're no, just like, I'm like looking around like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like whistling and be like, I'm not powered. It's okay. No, I'm <laughs> like whistling. Panic um, is a better cover than like coolness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're true. looking around trying to figure out what to do next. I think that you hear heavy wings flapping and he's like, wait a second. I know that sound effect. That's the sound that they do on all dragons in all fantasy shows. <laughs> That's what? And you look up and you see two more of those drones, those circular things with the dragon wings circling around the roof like they're vultures or something. And Milo, you know that there is a skylight up there. Okay. I'm going to turn to my friends here and say, look, I don't know what's happening. Um, person... Domino mask. I'm hi. I'm Milo. Can you take Lucas here to safety? And uh, Lucas, I got. I got. There's these things up there. I gotta go warn them that they're gonna get hurt. What? But we should hold. Hold on. We should go together. Why would we? I'll follow leave right individually? behind you. I, I. I. I'll follow right behind you. But there's only one of us needs to be in danger. Just go with this person. And well, why do you need to be in danger? That doesn't make any sense. Lucas, I know the museum better than you do. I'm. I'm on the floor every day. Just like. Just go, and I'll catch up, like, right behind you. I promise. I uh, make a persuasion check. Oh, 14, though. Okay. okay. Uh, with a 14, Lucas looks at you in the eye, and whether or not he believes you, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, maybe he saw something, 
but he looks you in the eye and says, Okay, Milo. I'm going to go with sticky hands here, and I'll be safe. Okay. Good Good luck. Okay, cool. I'll be right behind you two. Um, it, it, don't, don't worry. You're going to be okay. And when I say that, it is my incantation to cast Healing Word, which is a bonus action. Adorable. And I'm going to heal Lucas for 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier. That's really okay. cute. Are you trying to hide that healing word is a word because the somatic components are verbal the magic or the power of it still happens hmm. Hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna let you do this without lucas knowing it if you want to try to heal it that's fine but you're gonna have to try to hide it okay well what if i just put my arm on his shoulder and the magic comes out of my hand like the the spirit flows from my hand into him via my his shoulder yeah, like if you want to try to, if you want to pull him in for a hug to see if he doesn't notice, I'll give you advantage on that. Do it. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, let's do Arcana. Let's do Arcana. Well, your boy got a 22. Is that good, Eric? That is good. Woo! Don't be don't be mad at me. I'm building <laughs> stakes. <laughs> you keep trying to lie to this person to his face. All right, yeah, I think that you, if you pull Lucas in for a hug, and he hugs you back very tightly, and he says in your ear, "Just be, come back in one piece. I can't, I can't beat you at video games if you don't come back in one piece. Mm. You've never beaten me at a video game in your life. You're such a fucking asshole." <laughs> and uh, yeah, you heal Lucas for eleven points. Um, yeah, you release him from the hug, and he looks much better. Yay! Uh, and then I'm going to turn around and dash back into the museum. And I'm going to hop into the fray here in the main room and give the golem a high five on the way in. And <laughs> Plus five. <laughs> I'm going to cast Dispel Magic. I'm going to cast it on the bear. Yeah. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For any spell fourth level or higher, you make an ability check. Okay. So why don't you just roll the ability check plus your uh, spell modifier? Fuck. 12. 12. All right. I love figuring out what ghost powers is for magic. So, yeah, what does this look like? <laughs> well, it definitely didn't work, right? Because if it's fourth level or higher, my DC would have been 14 minimum. Yes. Okay. So uh, visually what happens is Milo bursts into the room and he sort of just holds out both of his hands and yells, Stop! And you see sort of a burst of individual spirits fly out from like his chest and his two hands and uh, encircle the bear like a orb of swirling spirits. And hopefully they like suction the magic out, but I don't think they do. Yeah, I think that this, these ghostly spirits and form together and like try to spin around the bear and separate whatever magic or arcana or whatever is happening here. And then you see the bear, it pixelates. Like it goes from a 3D oh, model shit. and then turns into like an 8-bit bear for a moment. Mm. Like you're looking at it on an NES and then it pops back in with regular 3D graphics. It's Gutenberg. Milo screams, uh, guys, did you, did you see that? It's a video jam bear. A what? I'll I'll try my spray. It is now the bear's turn. So now that the bear is turned into 8-bit, you see that the its mouth 
then has stayed into its 8-bit form. It's like blocky and you see like some like gray pieces that are supposed to be its its muzzle and then some black pieces that are supposed to be its nose and a little white in there for teeth. And it opens its mouth wide and you see that something is growing in there. It starts small and then it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and it's this sphere that is, is hot and it's flaming and it's just coming out of its mouth slowly like growing like it's a, a, a big bubble, uh, like a bubble machine. And then it throws the flaming sphere towards Milo. Great. I slide between the legs of the golem and uh, <laughs> spray my neutralizing spray, which is clipped to my belt, at the bear. It's funny because this was supposed to be bear Bear repellent, yeah. Bear repellent. It is. very yeah. funny. So yeah, you did this flaming I've, ball. I've done so many drills about what to happen if a bear crosses your hiking trail that I just like spring into action. Yeah, the, <laughs> the flaming sphere is about to leave the bear's mouth as it's like growing to maximum capacity. But then Aggie just like sprays, sprays bear repellent in the air and it just like dispels in a, in a cloud of 8-bit pixels. Wonderful. Nice. nice. Real quickly before we move on, Eric, can I roll my spiritual surge? Do it. That is an eight. You're fine. We're up to three. All right. It is now the drones and the robots turn. Uh, I think that the drone, there's still that drone and the robot are fighting together. You see it's like, people, can everyone please stay back? It seems like something is attacking. (laughs) And then you see another, another one flies in, like flaps in. uh, And then uh, you see that the robot is grappling with this dragon drone in the front. And then it hits it from the other one comes in and hits it from behind. (laughs) And then a third one flies in from there's like a window i guess on the far left like coming in from the break room and it like smashes through that window and it's just like flapping around and uh is try and then it'll try to hit milo sour fucking anthony's behind this i swear to god <laughs> that is a 22 to hit it does three damage to you milo why are you just assuming that hits me eric all right it just <laughs> it just comes down and like bonks you with its whole body and then flaps away great um i'm like ow what what, why val you get another text and it's Uh from the same number and it says duck i duck and milo and aggie you look around and you see val hit the deck and then oh val val warns everyone else everyone else hit the deck (laughs) and then then, a blast of blue energy fires through the window in the break room as it streaks through the hole in the wall and goes through the bear and hits the wall, the front wall where the front door is. We have at least two more walls, but hopefully the golem offsets that somewhat. Yeah. I don't know. Jake will be there in like five minutes, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the blast of energy goes through the bear and the bear howls in pain. Its pixels get all rearranged for a moment. It goes like 8-bit, then 16-bit, then back to full graphics. And it takes a whole lot of damage. It also then smashes into the front wall and creates a massive hole. Okay. Was that supposed to be helpful or was that someone trying to attack us? I'm confused. Would someone say this bear is bloody or... This bear is looking real bad. It's having a trouble holding its form and it keeps like flickering to like different graphics. You know, like now then it's like an N64 where it's just like 3D polygons Mm -hmm. and then it goes to 2D for a moment and then it goes back. We need to get it bound to original Game Boy. I'm going to (laughs) kill this bear. Volcani, let's go. Okay, cool. Doing my usual attacks. All right. 17 plus 6. 
That hits. Great. 15 plus 6. That hits. Cool. So 12 damage on the first attack. Second attack. Whoa, max damage. So that's 17 damage. Vulcani. Finish the bear. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did. I think, you know, it's kind of dark in the museum right now. And for a second, like the gauntlets darken and like it just gets really dark. And all of a sudden they light up and like it's just crackling fire against the walls and big shadows and whatnot. And Val just double punch. And Milo is terrified for a second. It's like, boom, and like there, it's like a, you're throwing gas on a fire. Like everything gets bright for a second as you see Val just double uppercuts the bear, and the bear like fades into pixels. It slowly goes from its muzzle where you where you slammed it all the way down, and then it just like fades away and it's dark. Then you hear as the drones then fly up the stairs and uh, fly away. Oh, thank nice. God. Nice. Dang. Well, Connie, you killed it. I mean, like, you did literally, but also you you destroyed this challenge in front of I, us. I feel, I feel less bad because it was a pixel bear and not a real bear. Oh, of course, yeah. But also I fucked that bear up, huh? You fucked that bear up. They tell you not to punch bears in the face, but, like, I might want to revise my strategy now. I think it's only if you have superpowers true, true, you should true, punch true. a bear in the face. And it was a computer bear? We have to debrief. Mm. Uh, we gotta get out of here, though, guys. All right, let's go. Wait, no. Uh, I have. I got this box thing from Doctor Morrow's office. Do you want to try to turn the lights back on? Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, why don't you do some science investigation? See which one we should click, and then we click it. Can I roll insight to see if any of them seem electrical or municipal to me? Yeah, insight for Aggie. Dirty twenty. Okay. Nice. Remember when we were in middle school and you had colors that you assigned for your folders to specific subjects? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Everyone knows that anything that has to do with energy is yellow. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. Energy is yellow. The parks are green. The roads are purple. Like everyone knows that. So yellow is energy. Whenever the power grid comes into City Hall, they have very annoying yellow presentation materials, so I I think it's got to be the yellow one. (laughs) All right, and without thinking, Milo just slams his thumb down on the yellow key fob. I think there's a moment where nothing happens, and it's just, like, silent, and all you hear is the wind from outside from the the doors that are open and the holes in the museum. Val just goes, it didn't fucking work. (laughs) And all all the lights come on in the museum. And you see out through through the hole of the wall, like it slowly comes on, like in a wave over the buildings. Do, 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 do. And the power is back to Lake Town City. You see, and then you hear people like are running out of their buildings and like, ah, yeah, woo, yeah. People love power. <laughs> people love having power. <laughs> Eric, can I make a very quick investigation check to see if I can determine who shot the, the thing through the door? Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Just before everything goes to shit. Well, that's a nine. Do you want to text the number back? Yeah. Val just takes out their phone and is like, nice shooting. Thanks. No problem. You owe us. Uh, debatable. <laughs> Can't owe anyone who I don't know. Of course you do. I saw you at that concert and you always know family. Ah, fucking salimony. <gasps> yes. Um, does anyone want to resolve anything else? locket i want the locket no i'm not giving you the locket you're not gonna open the locket no i've already pocketed the locket and the id card like i'm not showing that to them 
Those are mine. <sighs> you bastard. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm running at 10 feet ahead of Vulcani and Preserver outside of the museum. So if Lucas sees me, I can keep yeah. the lie going. <laughs> cool. Preserver, do you want to, uh, and Vulcani, do you want to like go outside in your costumes or not? Volcani will, but I understand that Aggie doesn't want to because she called someone. I think I'll accompany you outside in costume. And then once I see the truck of my friend pull up, I will sort of like duck somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think once you do inside. your superhero, once you do superhero shit, you can go and fi- figure it out. All right, wonderful. Yeah, yeah Milo, uh, you run out ahead and uh, burst through. <laughs> burst through. There's already like the local seven and a half news is there. Sir, sir, what happened in the museum, sir? Uh, Volcani and Preserver saved saved the museum. I, I I saw them do it. There was a there was a, a bear, I think, or some kind of big furry thing. I don't really understand it. And some something that looked like something from Game of Thrones. I don't I don't know. But they, I, I saw them do it. They took down the big furry thing. Uh, Preserver held up the building. It was amazing. Oh my! Oh wow! All right. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, random man on the street. I'm Applejack Simmons here at Mumafubica. I love Applejack. They're my favorite cereal. Oh, uh, thank you. What? <laughs> and at that point, Milo, you can get out of there. Um, at that point, Volcani and uh, Preserver, you can like just step out. <laughs> you can step out the front door or the hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Citizens are uh, are assembling, and the news is there, and the fire trucks are coming too. That was gonna go get interviewed by Applejack Simmons. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, we're here. Hey, this is Applejack Simmons reporting live from Momofovica, where something happened. Volcani, Volcani, I love your Tumblr. Uh, can you tell us what happened here? To be fair, it is not my Tumblr. It is just the people at Tumblr love me. (laughs) Uh, There was an incident with a giant bear that was apparently not a real bear. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to to, to neutralize the situation and uh, hopefully we will be able to start putting emergency procedures to uh, make sure that the building here at Momofica is safe. Please, everybody, keep a radius, keep a radius. And then I'm just trying to clear a path for the fire trucks. Uh, yeah, the fire trucks pull up, and Applejack is just like, hey, let's all listen to the preserver. Preserver knows what, we're t- what they're talking about. Obviously, they wouldn't have that cool hat. They didn't know what they're talking about. We're going to get out of here. Thank you to the preserver and Volcani for keeping us safe from the bear. Uh, that also explains that other giant bear roaming around. We know that there are, there were, so there are two bears? Uh, we, we can confirm that there were... At least one bear. Okay. <laughs> at least one bear. And then you see there's like a lower third. It's like, at least at least one bear. <laughs> Says Volcani. <laughs> We're getting breaking news. This is there is another giant black bear up near Dr. Morrow's uh, house. Uh, we are now reporting that it's not the same bear that is here in the museum. That would have been ludicrous. There are two different bears. <laughs> please keep this bear, which is a real bear, please give it the respect that we all give nature here in Lake Town City. Jake from, <laughs> from the building department shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, we got to fix all of that. We'll take care of that in like two, 24 hours. No problem. I'm not even going to try to talk to him then because he knows what he's doing. So I'll just continue with Volcani talking to the crowd and just kind of helping people disperse. Um, yeah, I think that eventually the fire department gets it under control. Um, they put up like bracers and stuff and they coax the, the golem back to its box. Unfortunately, they find just like a bunch of metal boxes scattered around no. the room. Here's the thing. Zombies don't have a lot of HP. 
<laughs> so Aww. yeah, there's this, like the various parts of beep boop are just scattered down there, and uh, rip beep boop. Maybe they can put beep boop, boop together in a 2.0. And um, <laughs> as the the snow finally settles, the winds stop whipping as people start putting the museum back together, and it's another December night in Lake Town City. It's cold. And the wind chill gets really, really bad. But if you know what you're doing and you're prepared, I guess it's not so bad. 